welcome. You're listening to Ujima Radio 98 FM. My name's Miranda, and with just under two months to go to the 51st St. Paul's Carnival, they celebrated with their first ever takeover day at the Bristol Old Vic. It was a day of workshops, singing, drumming, marks-making, DJs, and most exciting of all, the cast of the incredible play Barbershop Chronicles were mingling around as well. The Barbershop Chronicles opened at the Bristol Old Vic Theatre on the 2nd of May and will be showing until the 18th of May. Written by Uena Ellens, it's been receiving unprecedented reviews, with audiences saying it's the best play they have seen, bar none. With reviews like that, I couldn't resist and went along to the UK's oldest theatre, the Bristol Old Vic, on Saturday to have a look. What a surprise I got. Unlike any experience I've ever had at a theatre, as St Paul's Carnival has taken over, the place was literally buzzing. The cast of Barbershop Chronicles came along and were mixing with the crowds. Gwen Watson from Culture Shock Show on Fridays was also there. It was great to see her. And the highlight for me was seeing this newly renovated theatre alive with all sorts of people, young and old, and totally reflecting this amazing multicultural city that we live in, Bristol. This beautiful space was just buzzing with different activities. The music was blaring. There were great DJs, Sugar Sea, Sims, Noyo, fantastic Afro-Caribbean food, thanks to the new restaurant there, 1766. Not what you would have once expected from a theatre. But Bristol is known as a city of trailblazers after all, and the Bristol Old Vic are paving the way for a new kind of theatre experience, open and welcoming to all. During the next hour, we're going to hear from all sorts of different people involved in the day, including the cast of the Barbershop Chronicles. We hear from Stephen Blagrove, a.k.a. Blaggy, who teaches the mind-blowing drumming workshops. We hear from Niall Anya and Michelle Curtis, and we find out what the audience thought of the Barbershop Chronicles. Did it live up to the hype? First up, Gwen caught up with the newly appointed Executive Director of St Paul's Carnival and got a taste of what we can expect from this year's St Paul's Carnival. This is Latoya McAllister-Jones. This is Gwen Watson here for Ujima at the Bristol Old Vic. This is Saturday the 4th of May and we are here for the St Paul's Carnival Takeover, which is already in action and very exciting. And I'm here with Latoya McAllister-Jones, who we know very well, Ujima, but who has left us to go and be, what are you now for St Paul's Carnival? I'm the Executive Director. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's very exciting. I feel very honoured to be part of such a sort of iconic, integral part. Of, of the city and of the African Caribbean community here in Bristol. Really stoked. What is happening here today at Bristol Old Vic? So it's a first time collaboration, which is really exciting. We are doing a takeover. So it's a Port St. Paul's Carnival takeover at Bristol Old Vic. And it's to kind of welcome the Barbershop Chronicles that opened on the 2nd of May here at Bristol Old Vic and will be running until the 18th of May. So yeah, we've got an afternoon of singing workshops, drumming workshops. So there's a drawing workshop going on at the moment that Michelle is doing for us and we'll have some DJing a bit later a bit of music carnival inspired menu themes of the, the Barbershop Chronicles are around identity and belonging and all of those themes fit really well with St Paul's Carnival and sort mm. of its origins why it started there's a really lovely synergy between the Barbershop Chronicles and St Paul's Carnival as an event so yeah it felt like a perfect vehicle how important is it for you that St Paul's Carnival is taking over the Bristol Old Vic foyer and extending itself to possibly 
potentially a new audience. When I was thinking about this role, to me it feels like St Paul's Carnival is a, is a conversation that's had between the African-Caribbean community here and the rest of the city. And I think that conversation needs to be taken into all, all possible spaces. Um, Bristol Vic being one of them. They're a different audience, but when I went along last year to, to the carnival, the diversity and the richness of it is really critical. So I think it's amazing that we could be here in the foyer and bring that conversation to a space that might not normally have that that mm. discussion and I think in terms of sustainability the carnival being sustainable and being able to go on to the next generations there is something that's important about working with sort of the traditional arts and culture organizations here in the city what can we expect to see this year is there have you got new ideas or can we see expect to see something different um, well I think continuing from the success of last year's 50th anniversary mm. carnival what we are our theme this year is our journey and that is really what we want to we were going to embed that theme across the entire carnival in on the stages the procession the schools and the performances you will see will all have a flavor of this theme our journey which is really a, a homage uh, paying tribute to the the Windrush generation that generation that came here the Roy Hackett's came here founded great organizations and events like St Paul's Carnival that's really paying homage to their initial journey to the UK and their struggle for to find a new identity to have a sense of belonging and I think everything that's going on with the the Windrush scandal over the last 18 months that struggle continues and I think that this year we really want to look at those journeys from different perspectives and I think the theme also fits in with the wider diaspora the community here in Bristol everybody can really connect with the sense of taking a journey I think so there'll be something for everybody and I think for me the, the future is about how we develop the carnival into something that is sustainable with internships for young people education skills knowledge preparing the next generation to take over carnival and to you know so it's sustainable for generations to come and deadlines are still open it's coming close deadlines for artists to yeah. take part deadlines are still open so you know from the 6th of yeah bank holiday monday two months two months countdown and the seventh our school program begins so that's really exciting we've got sort of 10 plus schools involved this year really excited about that and the, if you want to trade get in, get in touch with us uh, around trading performers DJs all of those kinds of things by the 15th of May mm -hmm. send an email check our Facebook page check our Twitter feeds we're pumping information out there we really really want the community to get involved be involved and put their stamp all over what it smells tastes feels like exciting stuff so that was Gwen Watson catching up with the new executive director of St Paul's Carnival Latoya McAllister Jones she worked her magic here at Juma Radio and uh, left us a couple of weeks ago to go and do the same at St Paul's Carnival. If anyone can make sustainable uh, our carnival, it's her, trust me. So yeah, it's exciting times. We've only got two months to go to St Paul's Carnival. As they mentioned, applications are now being accepted for all performers, whether you are a circus performer, whether you're a band, you're a rapper, you're a DJ, a dance troupe, anything. Anyone can apply. All you've got to do is send an email to admin at stpaulscarnival.org.uk UK. You're listening to Ajima Radio. We're celebrating St. Paul's Carnival. We're celebrating the Bristol Royal Vic. And we're celebrating this incredible show, The Barbershop Chronicles, which is showing at the Old Vic right through until the 18th of May. The Old Vic trying to pave the way for a new kind of theatre experience where it really is open to all. So try and get down there. It really is an amazing experience. We're going to catch up with the cast soon. But first of all, let's have some music. This is a track taken from the brand new album from none other than... 
Black Roots. This is amazing. This is a track entitled Confusion featuring Mikey Forbes. You're listening to Ajima Radio 98FM. <laughs> job and in your you're listening to Ujima 98 FM the heart of Bristol I am 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 Poor boys and girls, and them said, Who is that little naughty jet locks attack? About him, bird Babylon, and them said, Who is that? Who is that little rasta man attack? About him, I go burn the gun. But I'm just a freedom fighter, fighting for freedom. I'm just a freedom Fighting 
You're listening to Ajima Radio. How are you doing today? We are celebrating Carnival, which is going to be in less than two months' time on Saturday, the 6th of July. We're also celebrating Bristol Old Vic, opening up their doors to everybody and making it a real great experience for everybody and allowing St Paul's Carnival to have an amazing takeover day on the 4th of May. But it was fantastic. It was unlike any other theatre experience I've ever had before. It was absolutely amazing. And showing at the Bristol Old Vic until the 18th of May is an amazing play called the Barbershop Chronicles. One day, six cities, a thousand stories. Following two sellout runs at National Theatre and a world tour, Inua Ellum's acclaimed Barbershop Chronicles comes to the Bristol Old Vic and featuring 12 men in six different barbershops around the world from Peckham to Nigeria to Uganda to Ghana this is a play unlike any other play I was fortunate enough to be there on Saturday and the vibes were literally electric the audience were buzzing the play is like a newsroom a political platform a local hotspot a confession box a preacher pulpit and, and like a football stadium for all different generations African men have gathered in barbershops to discuss the world these are places where the banter can be barbed and the truth is always telling directed by award-winning director Bijan Jabani and designed by Ray Smith from the Warhorse Barbershop Chronicles really is a heartwarming hilarious insightful new play that leaps from a barbershop in Peckham to Johannesburg to Lagos to all around the world in a single day it really is amazing so coming up next we're going to hear from three of the cast members Michael Emmanuel 
and Joe from Barbershop Chronicles here on Ajima Radio. My name's Michael Balligan. What I like most about the play is that obviously it's about black men in barbershops and I don't think we get to hear enough of what happens in other cultures in terms of what's put on TV and all that kind of thing. And I feel like this play really, it makes the audience a fly on the wall so that they can see what life's like in that environment. Do you know what I mean? And the comments that I've heard are saying that it's the best play they've ever seen. How does that make you feel? I mean, that's amazing, man. You can't really beat that. Do you know what I mean? If the audience are happy, it means that we're telling the story well, and that's essentially what we want. What I've heard that's so unique is that people are actually getting involved and getting on the stage. Was that kind of an idea of yours? Well, I wasn't in the original, original production, but I know that it grew out of something that happened in rehearsal. And I know that because of what the play's about and because of some of the themes and ideas in it, and the barbershops can be quite a gregarious environments of people talking, you know, a lot of banter. I think that was an idea that came in so that the audience felt like they were in the shop. Something the Bristol Old Vic, I know, are really trying to get involved with is making it more of a multicultural centre, making the theatre more multicultural. Have you found before that it's just mainly for white middle-class people? Yeah, like, you know, I, I'm from London myself, but I think theatre is has got quite a certain reputation it's quite it's got a stigma which could be quite elitist and i think right now i think the theater industry in england's going through a bit of a shift i think people are becoming more woke understanding that theater is meant to be a representation of life and we need to see that life on stage i think bristol's doing amazing things here but there's a lot of more work to be done do you know what i'm saying the audiences could be a bit more diverse if i'm really honest my name's emmanuel igodaro i'm an actor in the show i play three characters Tacumbo, paul and simpiwe and what is it that you think has made this place so successful? I'm talking to people saying, and they're saying it's the best thing they've ever seen in their lives. Do you know what? That has come as a big surprise to me. The thing is, what I think makes this place successful, it's very interactive, it's very inclusive. No matter that the stories are being told from a black perspective, I think the themes are very universal and everybody can find something within it that they can relate to. We talk about relationships, father and sons, identity, masculinity... There's loads of themes that are covered within the play and in and around that and amongst that there's a lot of song and dance so it's very vivacious, it's very energetic and it's just a joyous occasion for people. I don't think this has been done in the theatre before and I certainly have never seen it before. I know that Bristol and Bristol Old Vic and theatres are known for predominantly being for white middle class people. Ajima Radio tries to reflect the working class and the black community. Oh, how do you feel about what Bristol Old Vic are trying to do? Do you think it's important? I do think it's important. For myself growing up I felt the same thing that I imagine the young people that are not involved in theatre or don't have any connection to theatre are still feeling. And I mean, I, I won't divulge my age but I've been around a little bit and it's slowly getting a little bit better, but I think with us at least being at Bristol Old Vic, this is a good start to show young people that feel like they're on the fringes, they're on the outside and nobody really cares, or they don't have a voice, that they can actually see people that they can feel, they can identify with and relate to, and go, okay, well, there's a person that's the same skin tone as me, that looks like he's from the same background as I am, and maybe I can do that one day, you know? So I hope that what we're doing gives hope and encourages the younger people to get involved, express themselves, and put their own unique stamp on whatever it is they want to do.
It's so important that our youngers have role models and to have someone like you is amazing. Where are you from? I'm from Manchester originally, but I actually trained at the Bristol Old Vic Theatre School. I, I needed the training because I had no connections. I had no idea how I wanted to get into the business other than knowing that drama school was the best option for me. And from that, I've been acting for over 10 years. I have an agent in London, did the showcase, and it was a really good thing for me just to get that training and the techniques that you learn at drama school, I still use to this day. So for me, it was an invaluable experience. My name is Joe Servi, and I play Elnathan, Dwayne, and Benjamin. Can you tell me a bit about the play? First piece of theatre that I have seen or been a part of that actually speaks our language, our words. We're not having to be American, we're being ourselves. To, to have the African-British experience represented on stage is it's a first in, in my experience and that is an incredible privilege to be a part of that. I've been speaking to people coming out who are saying it's the best play they've ever seen in their lives bar none. How does that make you feel? I can well believe that and as I say probably because it's the first time that they've actually seen their lives represented on stage. Do you think that theatre really is alienating our kind of communities because it's aimed at white middle class people? I and I. No, it's serious because when, when you think about it, going back to Shakespeare, Shakespeare wrote for the man on the street and the middle class is still him. Theatre in this concept has become this rather elitist concept when actually the art of storytelling is the reason why we are. It's, it's how we came to be, it's, it's how we disseminate information. Everything is, is told through metaphor, right from the Bible up to today. Even my mother, she speaks to us in Proverbs, she doesn't speak to us directly. So theatre is something that is, it's a human thing and it has been packaged and, and controlled by the people with money and that, that's, not, that's not how it should be and we don't have to rely on that we can create our own spaces and ways of telling stories as we have done for millions of years I mean it's kind of a reflection of what's going on in mainstream media though as well isn't it like you said it's the people with the money who control everything so how are we going to make that better? We, we just do our own thing. Theatre wasn't always in a, in a box like this. Theatre was, was on the street, it was in the plains of Africa, it's between two people or, or whoever who need to share some information. That's how it began. Telling stories isn't about once upon a time there were three little bears. There is a message in every story, there is understanding, there is something to be learnt by the stories that you tell. When I first read the script, and I'm going back five years now, um, I had to share it with, with my family. I was, I was absolutely howling because for the first time I could see there were things in the play that I had experienced as a child that I had never seen anywhere. And so there, there is a fundamental truth in the story and that is what I think that people are recognising and that's why they think it's so incredible. Also, they're the letting everybody get involved and get up on the stage. Because that, again, is what the whole art of storytelling was. It wasn't us over here separated by this great void and you there as these passive observers. It is a conversation. But the, when you go to sort of see like pantomimes and it's a predominantly a white audience and they're all, you know, the thought of going on the stage and they're like, oh no, not me. But today, everybody's just really wanted to be a part of it. It's amazing. Because that is, that's the, the world whence we come. That's our tradition. As I say, there, there is no great void. We, we didn't have Wagner in Africa. What great guys. All really incredible, articulate. Well, they're actors, aren't they? So that was three of the cast members from Barbershop Chronicles, which is showing at Bristol Old Victory 
through to the 18th of May. They really got involved with the St. Paul's Carnival Takeover Day at the Bristol Old Vic, which was fantastic. It was great to go down there, have a look around, see all the drumming workshops, singing workshops, mask making, and just seeing the theatre come alive in a way that I've never seen a theatre come alive before. The foyer area down there is now is wicked. It's absolutely amazing. And they had great DJs playing. Sugar C was down there when I was there, and Stims playing some banging tunes, as always. So, yeah, it was it was a really lovely day, really special. I thought it might be nice, actually, just to get some of the audience responses. So check this out. I think it was really good. I love the way they interlinked all the different stories together. I love the way that they put an emphasis on the different areas of Africa, from Zimbabwe to Nigeria to South Africa. And, you know, they all got different flavours. All the same culture, but different flavours of the culture was demonstrated through this place. So I thought it was really unique. I love the way it all interlinked together. And I'm looking forward to, you know, possibly speaking with the cast and, yeah, seeing it again before they leave Bristol. It's really, really good. It was amazing because so many topics were covered in such a short time in such an innovative way. Just thought it was brilliant. What did you think of the play? Um, it was sick. I got on stage in the beginning and I was just dancing with everyone. It was fantastic. I've never been to like a play or anywhere where you could just like get on stage and like vibes with everyone that was like on, yeah, going about. So I would say 10 out of 10. Best thing I've ever seen in my life. Really, really good. Just the different scenes and, and so on. So and how they connected all the scenes together. It was, yeah, really? really good. Yeah, yeah. And the actors are brilliant. What did you think of the play? Well, I thought it was great. What did you like about it? I like the story. I mean, I'm not sure if I got it properly, but, you know, just like the just the interaction between the different countries, like black oppression in Zimbabwe and, and South Africa and Zambia and Ghana, you know, like all those different countries. Like, for me, it's a little bit of an eye-opener. I mean, I know about politics, but... It's it's really good to see like almost like an inside story about it all. I've seen a lot of plays that kind of uh, portray like black culture and black history and like the struggle of like, the black diaspora. But yeah, it was good. It, it, it was good. It's very entertaining. Interesting to hear from so many different people. Actually, that last person was Malcolm Haynes, who was programme director of St. Paul's Carnival last year, and he is going to be reopening. He's taking over the Sarangata. Dutty Ken's pub for, for many years is iconic reggae venue, and he's taking over him and his family, and it'll be opening in June from the 1st of June, and he really wants to make it a pub for St. Paul's. So I'm looking forward to having him on the show soon to discuss more about that. So we're just celebrating Barbershop Chronicles. We're celebrating St. Paul's Carnival, which is in less than two months' time, and Bristol Old Vic's sort of trailblazing move to really open up the theatre to everybody. So, yeah, exciting times here in Bristol. Going to hear from Blaggy, a.k.a. Stephen Blagrove, who took the drumming workshop and is just an integral part of St. Paul's community. He's from, the, from Smokestack Shakers and African and Caribbean Ensemble. That's all coming up after the news. Blessed love, this is the real Queen Sheba and you are listening to Ujima Radio 98 FM. Keep it right here, lock it in and bless up yourself. Ooh, I can feel it. Carnival Day is coming again. Trouble taking over now.
You're listening to Ajima Radio 98 FM Carnival Feelings, courtesy of Ray Cape featuring Rita Jones. We're getting in the mood for Carnival Saturday, the 6th of July 2019, will be the 51st Carnival. And on Saturday, the 4th of May, St. Paul's Carnival took over Bristol Old Vic for a day of just carnival vibes where we had mask making and singing workshops and drawing workshops and all sorts of amazing workshops going on the vibes were alive the barbershop chronicles boys were down there we just heard from them they were great they were amazing they were gorgeous now we are going to hear from blackie he is a drumming teacher drumming workshop provider he has literally been around the world with his crafts and down to london all the time he's in so many bands i lose count but african and caribbean ensemble and smokestack shakers are two of the ones that i do remember so this is stephen blagrove aka blaggy My name is Stephen Blagrove and a lot of people in the music business call me Blaggy, actually born in Bristol. Did go to London for a number of years and in terms of experience in drumming, I started drumming at the age of 19. Started off with a, a group called Echo May. People, some people in Bristol might remember that group. Very popular, had a lot of school programs and things like that. And that was in the 70s uh, up to mid 80s. And then I went to London and helped form a group called Ajido Pan-African Dance Ensemble and we toured all around the place, you know, up and down the major theatres in the country. So that freelance work, been involved with many community projects, a lot of carnival, a lot of school programmes. I've set up my own workshops here and there up and down the country. I use the drumming in, in maths classes because, you know, drums are good for maths. Algebra project up in um, Wolverhampton. Uh, basically just enjoying music. I'm enjoying being part of the carnival again i was i was last year went in the school program and did all the float you know, around with the children it's quite tiring but you know really enjoyed that and also currently i'm continuing um, pushing the african and caribbean ensemble which is a group that i formed some years back also i you know, sort of trade under the name of sb music provision i also uh, played at the kit drum and i play in a couple of bands smokestack shakers a very very popular band around bristol and also um, Troy Ellis and the Hills Jamaica bands and a few other bands around around the place. Also collaborate with DMAC a lot down at Hamilton House in Bristol a lot. And also in London, I've set up an aerobics class in Broccoli. So I'm doing that, going out to London once a week. And luckily Tesco has given some funding to that. I'm doing that in conjunction with a young women's um, group at St. Andrew's Church. What does St. Paul's Carnival mean to you? Well, St. Paul's Carnival is it's an event that brings the community together. It, it, you know, it, you know, a lot of people from outside as well, but in different parts of Bristol. Also, you know, the food range that you get and, you know, just the being together, sound systems, you know, the, the, the performances and people get to showcase the, their talent. I think it's a really good occasion. I hope it continues. What's your favourite part of the carnival? What are you most looking forward to this year? Well, I've been quite busy on the carnivals. I think this year I'm not so busy. So I'm going to be looking to uh, run a full saw and also taking some of the bands as well. That drumming. It just takes you to another place, doesn't it? Absolutely incredible. That's Blaggy, 
aka Stephen Blakegrove, always involved in St Paul's Carnival, and there he was providing a, an incredible drumming and singing workshop at the St Paul's Carnival Takeover Day at the Bristol Old Vic on Saturday, the 4th of May. Really incredible day, first of its kind. There's never been anything like that go on before. St Paul's Carnival literally took over the Bristol Old Vic, which is the oldest theatre in the UK, mainly because most of them used to burn down because of all the candles. But the Bristol Old Vic managed to survive all of that. And now it's been renovated. It looks fantastic. And they really want to make it feel like a place that everybody and anybody can go to, which is why Barbershop Chronicles is such an amazing play because it really is bringing everybody down to the theatre and St Paul's Carnival Takeover Day was fantastic so great to hear from so many people Gwen Watson was also down there reporting for us she presents the amazing Ujima Arts and Culture show which is every Friday from 10 to 12pm so Gwen caught up with one of the amazing cast members of Barbershop Chronicles. Check this out. I am stood here with Rudy, who is part of Barbershop Chronicles, which is currently at Bristol Olvic. How's it going so far? It's been good. It's been great. Good audiences, good audiences, and such great energy. The audience has changed from when I was here. It's amazing. I used to train at the Bristol Olvic Theatre School. I left in 2017. What can people expect to see on stage? Loads of dancing, fun, and great storytelling. There's a lot of the writing is amazing. Uh, honestly, uh, Inua Elms has done such great work in this. It goes from it's just how it, the story is like how a barbershop could be, you know, a, uh, a therapeutic space and at the same time uh, a football ground, you know, mm. and how it just shifts and how it's open for men and mm. it's it's a place where men can be open and talk about stuff which mm. is nice which is great because we don't have that we're basically being invited into different barbershops aren't we is it six around the world yes it's six it's peckham in london uganda kampala and accra ghana Joburg, south africa and nigeria lagos how representative do you think what we're seeing on stage here in the barbershops do you think that's very much like real life there's so much so so much that happens that is so real because especially I mean, I, I can't tell about other countries, but I can only tell from my perspective as to, you know, Zimbabwe, because I'm from Zimbabwe, and mm. being in and the London barbershop, because, you know, the stuff that happens in there, if you come to watch it, you'll see. There's never been a black, one black show like this, mm. where it's, you know, real 12 men telling stories, all black, mm. and it's real, and it's, it's the time for that right now, yeah. I feel, and... I feel like, yeah, just, just come, just come and try it. Mm. See what you think and, you know, immerse yourself, which is what theatre is yeah. meant for. Absolutely. Go along and immerse yourself. The Barbershop Chronicles are going to be showing at the Bristol Old Vic right up until the 18th of May. That was Gwen Watson from our Arts and Culture programme, Culture Shock, speaking to one of the cast members of Barbershop Chronicles, Rudy. And don't forget, you can catch Gwen every Friday, 10 till 12 PM. You're listening to Ojima Radio. My name's Miranda. We're celebrating we're celebrating a lot of things today. We're celebrating St. Paul's Carnival, which is taking place on the 6th of July. We're celebrating the takeover day of Bristol Old Vic, and we're celebrating the amazing show that is Barbershop Chronicles, who we just heard one of the cast members for. Coming up next, we catch up with an old friend of Ojima, extremely talented lady, Nayo Anya, who was teaching a singing workshop at the St. Paul's Carnival takeover at Bristol Old Vic. We'll be back shortly. Keeping the music alive. Bristol's Urban Station, Ujima 98FM. Bring the music! Ow. 
Listening to a Jimo Radio Big Belly Man Calypso Mighty Spa. My name's Miranda. We're here today for a St. Paul's Carnival Bristol Olympic Takeover. We're celebrating the Barbershop Chronicles being in Bristol until the 18th of May. We're celebrating St. Paul's Carnival taking place in just under two months' time. Can you believe it? On Saturday, the 6th of July, St. Paul's Carnival took over Bristol Old Vic's front of house space to celebrate the two-month countdown to this year's carnival and join the smash hit production of Barbershop Chronicles as it powers into Bristol Old Vic as part of its UK tour. Barbershop Chronicles is one of this decade's most powerful and most successful plays and takes place basically in six barbershops in six different cities across the globe. Hence the joyous celebration of masculinity, fatherhood, identity. And the Guardian described it as one of the best 25 plays of the decade. Wow. It's a riot of laughter, dance and music and feels like the perfect fit with Sir Paul's Carnival really, doesn't it? Now in its 51st year, creating a great moment to bring the two events together. So it was a really special day. DJs on the day as well include uh, Sugar C, great to chat to him and simmed drumming with blaggy singing workshops and craft activities throughout the foyer and african and caribbean menu served by the amazing 1766 bar and kitchen so it was a free event anybody could go and join in for free on all the different workshops and yeah it was it was really great barbershop chronicles is showing till the 18th tickets are only 11.50 you can go to the bristol old vic to book and the bristol old vic's executive
executive producer Chloe Elwood said we're constantly looking for new ways to reach out to people across the city and to welcome them into the brilliant new theatre spaces. Barbershop Chronicles is a story which does something really unique throughout its world tour. Audiences from every background and every city from Leeds to Massachusetts have found themselves swept up in the night of unforgettable joy. Carnival is the perfect fit celebrating music, individual flair and community connections. We are thrilled to be able to bring a little bit of Carnival into Bristol Old Vic and share this brilliant show in return. Okay, so moving on. If you check out this lady's website, it says, Love is music, music is love. And there is no question what drives this talented young woman. A writer, a DJ, and a singer, and anyone in the Bristol music scene will be familiar with Nayo Anya. So it only made sense that she was at this prolific moment in time when St Paul's Carnival took over the UK's oldest theatre. So Gwen Watson caught up with Naya. So my name is Nayo Anya, and yeah, I've been doing the singing workshopping today. Tell us a bit about today. Today has just been really cool. Basically, there's the Barbershop Chronicles play, which is going on. Find out the St. Paul's Carnival to put on a whole day of workshops with people from around the community to sort of bolster this amazing production and just get people into the space who don't normally come here, which I think is so important because especially as it's had this beautiful overhaul and it would be such a shame if people from the community didn't feel like they were also able to come here. So mm. I think that's kind of why this partnership has happened, which I think is wonderful. You are going on to perform at Vitality Fest as well today? I am, yeah. So I've been doing the workshop here and then I'm going to go and do some DJing at the Root Stage at Vitality and then I'm going to be coming back here to do a little bit of DJing again later. Yeah, so what's happening tonight? So tonight there's going to be, after the second show, this is going to be a bit of a party really. There's going to be two DJs just doing our thing and getting people dancing and enjoying the space in a way that I guess it's not normally enjoyed like mm. I don't I don't want to say anything that may not be true but I don't know if there's ever been Afrobeats and dance hall played in the Pacific <laughs> you're listening to Hello, this is Gwen for Ujima Radio reporting from the Bristol Old Vic where St Paul's Carnival is taking over all the spaces today in the lead up to St Paul's Carnival two months today. They've got workshops, they've got Afro-Caribbean food, they've got all sorts going on here today and I am speaking to Michelle who's been leading a drawing workshop. Hello Michelle. Hi, it's been really busy this morning. So tell me about it, what's been going on? St Paul's Carnival and Old Vic, Bristol Old Vic asked me to come over and do a portrait drawing workshop. People can just come and drop in today. It's been amazing. I guess the, the connection with me is we think, well, what has portrait drawing got to do with Carnival? Well, I'm the founder of the Seven Saints of St Paul's and we're in the process of finalising the seven murals. One going up today, which is of Roy Hackett, which is the final one, and it's all about celebrating Black Bristol's Black history, and I use portrait art to do that. So we thought it would be a great idea to kind of combine the two and have me teach people just how to draw portraits. What's the level been today? It's been a mixture. It's been a mixture. Some people say that they don't have any experiences, and then it's like, wow, how did you do that in an hour? And then I've had loads of young people getting involved as well, and it's it's really really nice to see how young people are being inspired by the arts, whether it's music, visual arts, 
performance and most of the young people that I spoke to today were saying that they want to be artists you know and I didn't that's a really beautiful thing especially now because I think compared to when I was growing up like being an artist wasn't really a career option but now there's you know and, and especially being in Bristol so many kind of opportunities for young people to get involved in the creative industry tell us more about the mural that's going up today in St Paul that's of Mr Roy Hackett he is going up on the corner of 15 Byron Street which is right by the M32 roundabout it's a great piece everyone seems to really be loving it and enjoying it so far it's uh, it pays homage to the bus boycott and everybody that had uh, you know contributed uh, supported the Bristol West Indian Parents and Friends Association in the success of the bus boycott basically so it's got its massive face on the side with big green buses it's, it's a nice piece and this is one of a, a series of seven portraits you're saying yes that's right so it's part of the seven saints of St Paul's Arts and Heritage Trail which I developed probably about three years ago now and it's an arts and heritage trail there'll be an accompanying uh, mobile app that people can download and they can have a self-guided tour around St Paul's and find out more about the history of St Paul's and the Windrush generation and then we'll later on this year also be offering guided tours as well for groups where can people find out more information about that online and where do they download the app from the app will be launched in June this year at the end of June just in time for carnival if you want to find out more information about the seven saints and what we're getting up to the website is www.iconicblackbritons.com or you can find us on our facebook page which is iconic black bristolians that was of course Gwen watson catching up with the amazing artist michelle curtis who's behind the seven saints of saint paul's this has been a celebration of saint paul's carnival takeover day at the bristol old vic on saturday the 4th of may marking their dedication and commitment to making theater well for everybody the barbershop chronicles is showing until the 18th of may it's recommended really for kids sort of over 12 to 13 and if you want to book a ticket they'll find out more information then just go to the bristol old vic website meanwhile we have just under two months until the 51st saint paul's carnival is taking place on saturday the 6th of july applications are now being taken if you are a band a rapper a dj performer you want to be in the procession or a circus performer or a dance troupe you name it whatever then you must apply by the 17th of may that's the deadline friday the 17th of may all submissions need to go to this email address so go and get a pen i'll repeat it again in a minute so admin at stpaulscarnival.org.uk admin at stpaulscarnival.org.uk same email if you want a stool or a sound system last year there just weren't enough sound systems anyone in st paul's can have a sound system yes anybody all you need is a tens temporary 24 hour license i've been assured they are cheap and they are easy to apply for i've been told around 20 pounds and they are very easy to apply for do not do not let them put you off going for a sound system please we need lots of sound systems we really do so yeah they are cheap and easy to get we want local people to have stalls this year we want sound systems reflecting all the afro and caribbean cultures and st paul's carnival need you to put those sound systems up the more the better massive thanks to gwen watson for reporting on what was an outstanding day at Bristol Old Vic on Saturday. Don't forget you can catch her every week for Culture Shop every Friday 
10 to 12 p.m. I'll be back on Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. for the final time. As from the 17th of May, the word will now be on from 4 to 6 p.m. Kicking off with a climate change special featuring experts and leaders in environment and sustainability, including TV presenter Natalie V, Bristol Youth for Climate and loads more. I'll see you then. <laughs>